Welcome to the Jackson Cloud. I'm Jamin. I'm Casey. And I'm Olivia. And we are not atheists, despite what you might think from Olivia's hair. That's just important to point out to our YouTube commenters who clearly did not watch the videos they comment on. Uh, today, we are starting Revelation 6. By the way, we do appreciate your comments, though. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> And in Revelation 6 is where things get... I don't want to say it's where things get weird. <laughs> you did the weird stuff series. <laughs> because all of Revelation's kind of weird. But this is this is where it gets like, I think I want to stop reading kind of weird now. you know, Because you get into the four horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> and that's exactly the feeling you get as you read through it. Because you're like, what on earth is going on? And why is it happening, and so on and so forth. So, as we enter into it, let's remember all the fond places we've run into Four Horsemen and Pop Media today. Well, there's um, a horror movie. Uh, don't watch it. It scarred me. Why did you watch it? Because my friends like horror movies, do and I wanted to be cool, to? and I If they told you to be an atheist, it. would you be an atheist? No, Jamin. <laughs> I just wanted to spend time with the people that I love. And then I left. Get better friends. Okay. Uh, X-Men, that's another place. The Four Horsemen Wait, are what? X-Men? Weren't they at the end of Oh, we're talking movie? about Apocalypse and his Four Horsemen. I don't know. I just remember it happening. Like, you were the one who told me it was the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah, because it was his. It was his like underlings, direct under apocalypse, were like four beings that represented the four horsemen. Sure, sure. But also, I've seen it in Supernatural, as well as. I feel like there's been other movies with it too, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Oh no! I just know this is one of the the like, even atheists. Are aware of uh, <laughs> are aware of some revelation themes, right? Like six six six, and four horsemen of the apocalypse. There's probably others I can't think of. But I was trying to remember where they always get it from because uh, when I come across it, I, I usually like nope, oh, skip that page. You know, like <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. So let's go ahead in this opening session here and talk about the four horsemen, okay? Because it gets weird real quick. If you're someone like me who like, oh, there's so much violence and scary stuff going on in Revelation, like this is where it starts. And this is where I'm so like... So wait, does this mean that when you're reading this and you get freaked out, you put the covers over your head and skip this page? And then No, as a young kid, it's more just like, well, I didn't understand any of that. <laughs> and I'm going to bed now. Sweet dreams. <laughs> Death and pestilence. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's start this first episode just talking about the Four Horsemen. So what are the four horsemen? That's the first question. Now, well, should we like read the passage or do you want to just sure. based on what I mean, you know? I mean, I think we already know that the four horsemen are death, pestilence, like you just said, and then That's famine two. and war. Oh, okay. All right. Is that all correct? I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm curious of. Okay, let's just read it then. Revelation 6, starting verse 1. Now I watched when the Lamb opened one of the seven seals. And I heard one of the four living creatures say, with a voice like thunder, Come. I looked, and behold, a white horse. And its rider had a bow, and a crown was given to him. And he came out conquering and to conquer. Yeah. 
A bow is in a ribbon bow, or is in like a Legolas bow? Uh, yeah. He okay. comes conquering. I don't think it was with a. Hey, everybody, Pee Wee Herman here. <laughs> so, probably, probably the latter. Uh, when he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, Come. And out came another horse, bright red. Its rider was permitted to take peace from the earth so that the people should slay one another, and he was given a great sword. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come. And I looked, and behold, a black horse. And its rider had a pair of scales in his hands. And I heard what seemed to be in the voice of the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for denarius and a three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and wine. Not sure why I said it like that, sorry. Uh, when he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come. And I looked and behold, a pale horse. And its rider's name was Death. And Hades followed him. They were given authority over a fourth of the earth to kill with a sword and with famine and with pestilence and by wild beasts of the earth. Okay, so we've got the first one's conquering, right? The second one is war, basically, because he's taking away Because people, people should slay one another. Yep, okay. And the third one, third one was... Money? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it seems like societal corruption, right? We'll get more into each one in their own episode, so I don't want to go too far. And then the fourth one was death, death, death which pretty self-explanatory. But <laughs> death apparently also came with Hades. famine and pestilence and yeah. wild beasts. So when we were trying to remember who they were, we kind of assigned a few of them to right different things. But in this case, we we those kind of belonged with death. Okay. So four horsemen, I want to start there. Why four horsemen? Do you have any thoughts? North, south, east, west. That's what I was thinking. Four directions. So they could ride out from one place and go in every direction. How'd you get there? (laughs) It's the first thing that comes to mind. Well, so And we've already seen the cardinal directions play a role beforehand. From who? From the face guys. <laughs> the four living creatures. <laughs> you guys put all this together. I didn't even think of, I, I knew it was north, south, east, west, but I haven't thought of it in terms of like the four living creatures already re- represented. I'm so proud of you guys. You're ahead of the game. You put little pieces in my mind that I hadn't quite filled the gaps on. Good, good. Okay. All right. What else? I mean, because the way I think about it is like in Princess Bride, when there was the four fastest ships. Being sent in every direction. Okay, so that he hers never... was biblical and yours was fantasy land. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but right. when you think about, you know, I'm going to send my four fastest ships when there's four and they all are traveling, going north, south, east, west makes sense. Sure. Okay, so then when we're thinking of that, are we just thinking like the people to the south died, but the people to the north? Well, it depends. As... Well, are we thinking of this as flat earth? Or are we thinking about this as rounder? That's what I was just about to get to. We know now that the Earth is a globe. Therefore, eventually, they're going to make it all the way around. Right. Or just in general, we're thinking of every direction of the cosmos is experiencing, like, the weight of falling apartness. That's a word I'm looking for. <laughs> destruction? Yeah. There you go. Falling apartness or destruction. Some, some say it. 
but yeah, yeah. So we're already thinking four living creatures. You can go back and watch our episode on that. They already represent constellations that are 90 degrees from each other. In this passage, the four living creatures are the one that say, come over here, John, and watch. Each one pointing in a different direction, now showing. But now we almost get this feeling, either like Olivia said, going all the way around the earth, which in John's time, even though we've talked about the flat earth, the way that they thought in ancient cosmology, John's time was actually like beyond that a little bit, but John's just pulling from that since like the Old Testament. He's pulling all these scriptures that are giving even more ancient cosmology than he had. So his was a little more blended. It's not our cosmology, but his was not entirely ancient, ancient either. But yeah, every direction is experiencing destruction in some way. So here's where your four living creatures come from. It's Zechariah. I'm going to read a little bit here because there's a bit more, there's a bit to it. All right. So as I read it, listen carefully and then let's discuss like how do these horses fit the horses that Zechariah did. And I want you to remember, uh, or sorry, how do the Zechariah horses fit John's horses? And I want you to remember John takes things and throws them in a blender, right? Mm -hmm. He repurposes them. They're not always perfectly how they how Old Testament passages were, he takes them and shifts them a little bit to his own intentions. So what I'm going to read is going to be like, oh, it doesn't feel like the same, but at the same time, this is where your four horsemen show up otherwise in the Bible. All right. Zechariah 1 through, sorry, 1, 8 through 12, and then 6, 1 through 8. I'll read it all together. I saw in the night, and behold, a man riding on a red horse. I've seen that. He was standing among the myrtle trees and in the glen, and behind him were red sorrel and white horses. Then I said, What are these, my lord? The angel who talked with me said to me, I will show you what they are. So the man who was standing among the myrtle trees answered, These are, th these, these are they whom the Lord has sent to patrol the earth. And they answered the angel of the Lord who was standing among the myrtle trees and said, We have patrolled the earth, and behold, all the earth remains at rest. Then the angel of the Lord said, O Lord of hosts, how long will you have no mercy on Jerusalem and the cities of Judah, against which you have been angry with these seventy years? And the Lord answered gracious and comforting words to the angel who talked with me. So the angel who talked with me said to me, Cry out, thus says the Lord of hosts, I am exceedingly jealous for Jerusalem and for Zion, and I am exceedingly angry with the nations that are at ease for while I was angry but a little, they furthered the disaster. Therefore, thus says the Lord, I return to Jerusalem with mercy. My house shall be built in it, declares the Lord of hosts, and the measuring line shall be stretched out over Jerusalem. Cry out again, thus says the Lord of hosts. My cities shall again overflow with prosperity, and the Lord will again comfort Zion and again choose Jerusalem. I'll keep going for a minute unless anybody already needs to pause me. Um, what were the colors that we read of the horses? Yeah, yeah, because one like, of those is a color that I'm not familiar with. Like Samuel? What color is Samuel? Sorrel. Sorrel. Yeah. Sorrel, if um, I remember Sorrel. right, is like a checkered, like, let me see. Sorrel horse. Let's just pull it up. Okay, so it's like the... Oh, no, it's like a reddish. It's like a bronzish reddish. Is that a fair... Okay. Fair description. But there's already a red there's horse. There's already a red horse, though, because there was a red horse with the 
Right. A red, a sorrel, so Zachariah and a white. has red, sorrel, white, right? Um, well, no. Um, and so there's a red horse in the beginning mm-hmm. with a red, a sorrel, and a white horse behind him. Mm-hmm. So there's like two and a half red horses and a white horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've got that with, uh, um, with them, and John's colors are different. Right. Yeah. So we'll kind of address color by color when we're zooming in on each one. But remember, John is dealing with Zechariah, but he's repurposing Zechariah at the same time. Right. That's that's the Johannine way. So you just gotta kind of give it to him in some ways. Uh, he does it intentionally, and as to if we always understand the intention, that takes some time to figure out sometimes. Again, I lifted my eyes and saw, and behold, four chariots came out from between two mountains, and the mountains were mountains of bronze. First chariot had red horses. Second chariot had black horses. The third was white horses. And the fourth was dappled horses. What color is dappled? Dappled, dappled are like, like the, the spotted. That was what I meant when I said sorrel. So dappled horses would be like, uh, I will not want to say Dalmatian. More like, uh, sp- yeah, spotsy. Spotsy is what I want to say. Yeah. See okay. that one? Yeah. Non, non-lined zebra horses. Circle, circle zebras. <laughs> but they're not always black and white. No, yeah, they come in different ones. So, uh, again, we're not having the perfect match between the two. But now we have these chariots with horses attached to them, right? And they're of, of four different colors. And they're much closer. White, black, red. red. Dappled. The only one that's different is dappled. Um, instead, what John talks about is a pale one for death, right? Instead of dappled. I thought that was the white one. That's the white one. No, the white one is uh, the first one that's conquering. Pale is death. Oh. So there's a white one and a pale one. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, so the fourth chariot Ooh. dappled horses. All of them strong. Then I answered and said to the angel who talked with me, What are these, my lord? And the angel answered and said to me, These are going out to the four winds of heaven. What does that feel like? The four directions. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. We're having that feeling of a compass again. And, okay, so this time, because they're going out to the four winds of heaven, Mm -hmm. I would say that's probably like direct correlation through the constellations. Mm -hmm. Because to them, the heavens are the stars. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And these are like uh, spiritual beings, right? Because they're... Um, these are clearly... I mean, they're chariots, so... Yeah. Well, yeah, but they're like heavenly chariots in a sense, right? <gasps> That's been likened somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah, the angel who talked with me, what are these? They're the four winds of heaven, so we're dealing with like this like kind of heavenly brigade. Uh, after presenting themselves before the Lord of all the earth. These are the four winds of heaven after presenting themselves before the Lord of all the earth. I want to pause there, too. Remember in first part of Zechariah, I already read... The four horses represented like angelic patrol. And you can go back into our Genesis series. We did an episode on Sodom and Gomorrah in these like police angels. I think the episode was called Police Angels. Uh, remember, they're like patrolling Sodom and Gomorrah. We've heard bad things happened here. God sent us just to like check it out as though they're like testifying. Yeah, it's it's just as bad as as it's been said to be here. And this well, they were says, scouts at the time, I thought, right? Yeah, but like they're like almost like a, a justice system of heaven, right? 
And that's what these ones are too. They go through all the corners of the earth and they patrol it. And they just got done presenting themselves before the Lord of all the earth. As though like they had already checked in with God about things that were going on as they patrolled north, south, east, and west. Right? And that's exactly the picture that we get in the book of Job with the Satan figure. The Satan figure in Job probably isn't Satan Satan. The Satan figure in Job is like the word Satan in the Old Testament just means accuser. So this was like a heavenly angel in the book of Job that came accusing humanity because God was like, why are you in a bad mood? <laughs> and the Satan figure is like, I have been all over the earth. As though he's implying right from the get-go, do you know how bad humanity is? And that then becomes like a question with God, like, if you met Job, he's not so bad. Yeah, well, he only likes you because you take care of him. If you didn't do that, he wouldn't like you either. All humanity is the same. They're all bad. So, like, angels sometimes, from, like, a heavenly biblical perspective, carry on this, like, justice system of we patrol the earth, we've been paying attention, we report back what's going on. Jesus himself said that angels uh, see the face of God as though they're reporting things that you do to little children. Uh, is the way that Jesus talked about it. So, like, angels, in a sense, are, like, testimony to God's throne. Yeah, no, that person's guilty type thing. And that's the way they're kind of being pictured in Zechariah, just like they are in Job, just like they were in Genesis. They're carrying... The angels have different jobs, but these particular ones, because angel means messenger, mm -hmm. they're, in a sense, almost carrying a message, a message back to God in, a, in, a, in some senses right here. If that's really the case for Job, that still makes me feel so sad for Job. Uh, you could. Because it, it seems like it was like he was the best. He was doing the best that he could. And because of that, he got punched in the face. Like that's. Well, his it, life was going really well. And a bad angel, just like a moody angel had seen just how bad humans are. You know, they suck. Most humans know that humans sometimes suck. <laughs> and this angel was especially like ticked at the things that he had seen. It's like, Job's not so bad. Well, he would be if, he, if his life wasn't so good. And by the end, God uses Job to prove to all of the heavenly court, see, some humanity will praise me regardless of their situation. So Job, yeah, it is a sad situation, but it is a... Um, evidence to angels of how good humanity can be in that sense it's a very powerful story and for that he gets like doubly blessed at the end of the story for holding on so anyways that's all kind of pictures into the patrol realm of angels in this sense and that's what these four horsemen in the book of Zechariah are doing the chariot with the black horses goes towards the north country the white ones go after them and the dappled ones go toward the south country when the strong horses came out, they were impatient to go and patrol the earth. And he said, go patrol the earth. So they patrolled the earth. And he cried to me, behold, those who go toward the north country have set my spirit at rest in the north country. So you have them going out and, and patrolling things. So yeah, they're the kind of divine policemen, if you will, in a sense. But when John repurposes them, they don't feel very policey. <laughs> Right? Instead, what are what are they more like? Apocalypsy. Apocalypsy. <laughs> That's my next band name. It's a girl punk band, and I guess I'm not in it. <laughs> I am though. <laughs> we are apocalypsy. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, well, okay, so they represent the four winds. They represent north, south, east, west. In the Old Testament, it's a good thing. They're patrolling the earth. But in the New Testament, it's almost as though they're corrupt policemen, right? Like, even the justice system has fallen apart. Even the uh, uh, things that are supposed to be doing good things have given in and and gone into horrible situations. Like, that. there's almost a feel of that. And, like, we're well aware of... So is this like them being corrupted? Well, it's is yeah. It's a question as to if, if that's what John is trying to get at, or is John just trying to say like by the time we get to the end, things are just Cause, so bad. Because it's like, is this their, is this their story of having been fallen, or eventually falling? Maybe. I think it was Greg Boyd, and I might be misquoting, but I think it was Greg Boyd who talked about the four horsemen, almost as though like, you could picture them as, like, chomping at the bit, like they're in a cage right like you're ready to lift it up and just like they're dying so, to get so out they're there. pac-man no 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 imagine like the horse race okay they're like oh, okay. against the gate ready to go and then the second it opens the gates drop they... off okay yeah so like a lot of times we read this it's like oh these four horsemen being let out to like you've been assigned to go kill whereas like almost the picture in revelation is just like They've been caged up, and as soon as this cage is gone, they're just going to kill everything. That's all I desire is death and destruction. You know, like, this is like, as though, as though, as though God, the only reason everything's not being destroyed in this way is because God's holding them back. Because clearly, if the door was open for them, everything would fall apart, because that's like, seems to be their heart's desire, right? And that's hard with the four horsemen in Revelation because a lot of times when we read it, we just notice seals are being broken in a scroll that God has. <laughs> and then the horsemen are destroying everything, which then puts into our mind like God's like going to kill all of you, going to bring death and destruction over here, pestilence over here. At least me as a kid, like that was how I read it. You know, like here comes Jesus. Uh, he loves us. Yeah, just broke that seal. Oh, why, Jesus? You know, how about that one? <laughs> it's like, why would you do this? And that's the way that I read it as a kid. Whereas, as an adult, I'm like looking at this better, I think. <laughs> and we're looking at this seal that's just saying like, this is the end to come. Only Jesus has been handed the, the truth of what's to come. And as he opens it, we're getting glimpses of just how bad it's going to get. So you almost get this sense of like, First seal pops off, and now things that have been chained up are released. And that is less of like a... That's less of God doing something to us, and rather it's almost more like God just like, you don't want me. Here's the things that... I've been keeping in control. Yeah, exactly, right? That's the way the flood's pictured. I held the waters back, but... Clearly, you're going to destroy the earth anyways, so let's move it along, you know. Uh, it, a lot of times when judgment comes, it's just God stepping out. Jerusalem goes into exile because God leaves the temple. They're defenseless now. Clearly, they always won those wars because God lived with them. And now he's like, mm, you know, he steps out. So I'm not saying that that's like what happens every time bad things happen to us. That's not what I'm getting at. But with these like epic moments, like the four horsemen, it's almost like 
do you have any idea how much stuff I hold back? <laughs> like the gates of hell are held back. And just imagine what happens if things like these were just opened and just everything did whatever it wanted. And that includes these four horsemen at the end. Like they're vicious creatures. And it's scary stuff. And uh, it, it it's interesting to think about what's going through John's head. You know, is he thinking about like the four patrolmen of all the directions of the earth have they themselves have now become corrupt? Because uh, John's going to talk plenty about spiritual beings who have basically given up on God and gone to do their own thing. I mean, he's going to talk about how a third of the angels joined Satan and fought fought against God. And that was just in Revelation. Who knows how much more has happened since then, right? Um, Jesus talked about how when when he comes back, things will get so bad that like eventually the heavens themselves will be shaken and rolled up like a scroll. Like remember the heavens and stars and stuff like that that represented spiritual beings. So like you even get this idea that like even the spiritual beings of heaven themselves need to be <laughs> rolled up and kind of. Uh, put back in place or we replace them the old holy ones replaced by the new human holy ones uh as well as the good angelic beings continuing on but yeah i mean again the bible depicts a spiritual world that's quite chaotic so maybe john's thinking of now corrupt patrol angels he could be maybe um we know that well as humans we know plenty of corrupt human patrols and uh you just all you gotta do is either look at our news or watch plenty of movies to see just how out of whack that can get the latest batman movie you know stuff like that depicting just police force gone mad with the rest of the world um or is john just taking them and repurposing them because he could be doing that too john does that all the time but either way he hangs on to the four horsemen and he still shows us a glimpse of like now north south east west things should be in a good position, but now it's all in chaos. So he may not be saying it was necessarily the exact same four. He could just be analogically. They used to keep control, but now everything's out of control. Yeah, okay. So, anyways, any thoughts on four horsemen outside of that? Nope. No. Nah. Okay. Well, then when we come back in our next episode, we'll talk about the first horseman, which is the most confusing of all. In fact, some of you may think that I just spoke blasphemy based on some of the things that I just said in this episode. So, join us for our next one as we hop into that. In the meantime, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe down below. Discord. Oh, yeah. Join Discord as well. Because I'm rusty and we haven't done this in a while. You have one job. One job. I remember the comments. That's what I remember. But you told me I can't do the comments.